All right, we'll begin. Uh, we're going to look in Genesis uh, 46, the end of 45 and beginning of 46, but we'll start off at the beginning of 45 here. Genesis 45, verses uh, 1 through 5. We'll, uh, we'll begin there. Genesis 45, verses 1 through 5. Say this. Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Verse 5, Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves, that ye sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Let's pray again. Father, again, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace, and Lord, uh, just uh, uh, being so good. And again, Lord, we continue to pray for uh, uh, Don, that your, your good grace would be upon him and the Thomases and uh, Lord, uh, other uh, loved ones, dear God, affected by this. Lord, again, we uh, think of those in our church family that just need help uh, spiritually, physically. No doubt there's unspoken tonight. There's burdens upon people's heart. God, we ask you uh, to help them. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the prayers that you have answered. Uh, dear God, thank you for hearing our prayer and hearing our cry. And Lord, again, we ask you to uh, take the seed that's been sown, the witness that has been given and work in hearts and lives and draw people unto thyself. Lord, we'd sure like to uh, see some people get saved. And God, we ask you to continue to work in their hearts. And Lord, just help us to stay close to you. Uh, dear God, again, I thank you for being so good and uh, loving us. And uh, Lord, just uh, uh, doing uh, what needs to be done in our life. Lord, we pray for our young people. Lord, please uh, protect our young people. Uh, dear God, help them to make right decisions. Lord, help them uh, to ever be mindful and respectful of their parents. Uh, dear God, and to, to love uh, you and the things of God. And Lord, uh, just uh, Lord, uh, keep them from evil, we pray. And so Lord, uh, God, help us with this portion of scripture tonight as we look at it. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word and we can look at things that happened thousands of years ago and learn from them and be encouraged by them and uh, even worship you through them. So help us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And of course, uh, we see here, we looked at this portion of Scripture last time, uh, when Joseph finally reveals himself uh, uh, to his brethren. And remember uh, here, we talked about this last time in verse 5, where it's those words for God did, God did. And again, reminding us that God was in control the whole time, in Joseph's life, even in the midst of heartache, uh, God was in control and working in his life. Amen. To God, again, to God to glorify himself and for the betterment of Joseph and those even in his family. As we saw this morning, God's way is perfect. Amen. And so uh, we just need to turn our way over to him. And all, if God did it, it was good and it was right. Even though we didn't understand it, we trust him. And so, uh, he finally, again, reveals himself to his brothers, and he asks about his father. And he says in verse 3, Doth my father yet live? And uh, praise the Lord, he does. Amen. And we're going to see something about that tonight. Is uh, he, They finally 
uh, uh, work towards uh, Joseph and Jacob meeting again. And so, of course, uh, Pharaoh and the land hear all about this. And Pharaoh allows and makes provision for Joseph's father and everyone else to come to uh, Egypt. So as uh, we, in a moment, we reach uh, chapter 46 of Genesis, we see that it had been a long, of course, hard road for Jacob uh, during this time. Uh, he'd had a, been carrying a burden for many years. He had a lot of heartache, and uh, some of that was very severe because he lived with the thought of his precious son, Joseph, as far as he knew, uh, uh, was, uh, was, was dead. And so, and then he'd, uh, with all trying to uh, get provision down in Egypt, he'd been separated from Simeon for a while, and now he's separated from Benjamin, who he didn't want to uh, let go, you know, how nobody wants Benjamin to go. Everybody wants Benjamin to, to stay at home. Look, Benjamin's got a big, big smile. He's always got that big smile. And so Jacob had no idea what was taking place. You know, I'm sure he thought about his sons. He was concerned about his sons as they were separated, but he had no idea what God was working out down there in Egypt. As we've seen many times, God's always working uh, both sides. And uh, uh, we've, uh, uh, it's just exciting. I, I love this uh, uh, portion of, of Scripture. So Pharaoh was, again, uh, making provision. And when he found out about uh, Joseph's uh, loved ones, uh, Pharaoh made provision for them to go and to get Jacob and family. So uh, let's go to the end of chapter 45. We'll just begin in verse 24 and read through the beginning of 46 and see what happens here. And it says, So he sent his brethren away, and they departed. And he said to them, See that ye fall not out by the way. And so says Joseph says, I've given you a mission. Fall not out by the way. Man, there are just so many wonderful things for the, the Christians in these verses. Boys, you think about this, Joseph being the type of Christ, and he gives his brother a mission and says, hey, uh, this is what I want you to do. Fall not out by the way, amen, and that God's given us a mission, and he's saying to us, fall not out by the way, amen. <laughs> uh, stay in there. You can make this trip, amen. You can make it all the way. Don't fall out by the way. <laughs> and, they went, and then they went up out of Egypt and came to, into the land of Canaan and into Jacob their father. And told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive. Boy, that's just a, can you imagine when he heard those words? Aren't you glad Joseph is yet alive? Amen. Hey, he rose again 2,000 years ago. And aren't you glad he's still alive and he's still on uh, the throne? Boy, you could park there a while. Amen. And he is governor over all the land of Egypt. Hey, let me tell you, God is still in control of this world. Amen. Uh, everything that's going on. Uh, he, he is still, you know, we look at everything going on. Listen, when things are going on this big in the world, you know that God is at work in the world. Whenever you see world events, you know God is working across the world. Amen. He's fulfilling his word. Again, man, an individual can reject God personally, but mankind cannot reject God prophetically, if you will. Nothing that mankind can do can stop God from fulfilling his word, what he's promised that he's going to do, all right, in this world. And so uh, uh, God is on the move. And so here we see uh, uh, Jacob's uh, uh, children, Joseph's brethren on the move. And again, they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan, Jacob, their father, and told him, saying, Joseph is yet alive, and he's the governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart fainted, for he believed them not. Boy, and, and, that a, and, and that's a, a, a sad thing. Amen. If people would just believe the message. 
Boy, there's a lot of hearts that are fading around the world. There's a lot of hearts, amen, that don't, can't get the strength they need. Why? Because they simply won't believe the message that Joseph is yet alive and Joseph is in control, amen. If people would just believe the message that he is risen, amen, why seek ye the living among the dead? Boy, if people would just believe the message of the word of God, they hear it, but they reject it. And so they go on with troubled lives, troubled lives. But I like what happens here in these verses. So he didn't believe it at first. But they told him all the words of Joseph. Hey, when, when you tell them the message and their heart faints and they don't reject it, they'll think you have to turn to logic or reasoning. Just keep giving them the words of Joseph, amen? Just keep feeding them the word of God. That's all people need. Don't think, oh, I got to go read Dr. Bottlestopper's book and maybe that'll help me out. No, all you got to do is just keep giving people the word of God. Listen, just keep using the same sledgehammer to break that rock, amen? <laughs> One sledgehammer will do it. The word of God will break the rock. Just keep hitting it with the same thing, amen? Just keep hitting it in the same spot, right? Just keep aiming for the heart and keep giving them the words of Joseph, if you will. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and look at this, and when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, say, look at this, hey, listen, let me tell you what Joseph said. Let me, hey, listen, uh, uh, open your eyes and see the provision that Joseph has made for you. Hey, if boy, if people could just get a glimpse of the provision, amen, of what God has provided for them. And look at what this says. It says, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Now, what do we, what, what's he been called this whole time? We keep seeing, and Jacob, and Jacob, and Jacob. But what's the next word there? Israel. See, right? When, he, when he's right with God, it's like he's called Israel. And then when he's not, you know, he's old Jacob, that subplanter, when he's in the flesh. Amen? But then he says, Israel, man, he got, he got his power back with God. He got back to his rightful place. And Israel said, it is enough. Amen? Joseph, my son, is yet alive. If people could just realize it is enough. Jesus Christ is enough for whatever your need, whatever your burden, amen. Jesus is, it's enough that he's alive. It's enough that he's on the throne, amen, and that he has the power to meet your need. Boy, that is enough. I will go and see him before I die. Hey, we know we're going to see Jesus one day, amen, when we get on the other side. But I like that thought that you can see him before you die, amen. Hey, I want to get a glimpse of him. I know I'm going to see him over there, but I'd like to get a few glimpses of him over on this side, amen. I'd like to see him on this side of it as well. Man, I just read those verses. It's just hard to hold back right there. There's just so much good stuff in there. I just love that story. And look at it. And Israel took his journey. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Before he took his journey, amen, he believed the word of God. So God wants you to believe the message, and then he wants to uh, give you a journey. And Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night. Well, that, to me, that's just a beautiful thought. He spoke unto him in the visions of the night. Amen. God can come to you in the darkness and speak to your heart. I just love that thought, the visions of the night. And said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here am I. And he said, I am God. 
I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. And I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. That's beautiful. And Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob their father and their little ones and their wives in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. And they took their cattle and their goods which they had gotten in the land of Canaan and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his seed with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters and all his seed brought he with him into Egypt. Boy, just what a beautiful picture we have here. And so uh, notice again in verse 27, and they told him all the words of Joseph and and what he had said to them. And when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Boy, if we could just be aware of the blessings, amen. Now here, uh, 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 Jacob had endured all these burdens. Jacob had endured all these heartaches. And then finally he gets his eyes are open unto the blessings that had been provided for him. And you know what? God, despite all the burdens, despite all the heartache, God wants you to be aware of the blessings <laughs> that he has provided for you. God wants us to see the blessings because seeing the blessings makes a difference. Hey, hey, listen, uh, uh, despite all that, that heartache he'd been through, once he saw the blessings and the provisions, all of a sudden, hey, Jacob didn't believe. Jacob this, Jacob that. But as soon as he saw the blessings, amen, he was revived. He got what he needed in that moment. Boy, if you just say, God, open my eyes despite everything and let me see your provision. Let me see the blessings that you have for me. Amen. And Lord, revive my heart and stir my heart. You know, it's easy to notice the burdens, right? We notice those right away, don't we? We always, you know, we always pick up on the negative real quick, right? That's just the the, the nature of man. It's easy to notice the burdens, but we need to be careful not to miss the blessings even among the burdens. Again, imagine the anguish that Jacob was under when his sons were all gone. He was left in Hebron alone. And then after much persuasion, he'd even allowed Benjamin to go down. He thought about his children and wondered what they were doing when they would not be at home. But again, suddenly he saw them coming. And they told him about Joseph and showed him all that Joseph had provided. So as we see the blessings, God does a work in our hearts. He refreshes our spirit. We must see the blessings. We must not allow the devil to blind us to the goodness of God. When we're burned down and we're uh, uh, life's beating us down, hey, don't believe the whispers of the devil, amen? Ask God to open your eyes and uh, 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 understanding of his word, amen, that you might see the blessings that God has for you even in this moment Whatever burden you might be carrying, whatever you might be going through, God, through the midst of this, can show you the blessings that he's provided through all this. Because remember, uh, these blessings would have never come to pass, right, if if those burdens hadn't been in his life. 
These burdens are actually what brought the blessing <laughs> because these it's all through what Joseph went through, right? That God used it to provide the blessings for Jacob and family. So without the burden, it's just like with Jesus, right? When it talks about Calvary there in Hebrews 7, it says he despised the shame, yet he looked on with joy. You see, the joy of the blessings that would be provided for Calvary wouldn't have come if those burdens wouldn't have been there first. If the heavy burden that he bore in, in, in the garden and the heavy burden that he bore as he was separated from his father, the heavy burden that he bore as they, they uh, ridiculed all them, all those burdens, he had to go through those because it was through those burdens, amen, that the blessings were able to come. And we need to realize that even in our lives, sometimes when God brings these burdens, right? But we need to know that the blessings will be worth the burdens. The blessings will be worth the burdens. And no doubt, uh, uh, Jacob would give testimony uh, to that. But I, I, uh, skipping down to verse 7, we'll look at these other verses, but I, I like it what it says in verse 7 as they went down. It says, his sons... And his son's sons, amen, that's the grandchildren, amen, his son's sons with him, his daughters and his son's daughters, and all his seed brought he with him into Egypt. Now, of course, Egypt is normally a type of the world, but in this sense, right, it's a little bit different. It, it, here it ends up actually being the place of God's provision because that's the place where God would provide for them to get through the famine and then also to make them a great uh, a nation. So in this sense, it's actually the place of God's provision. So all his seed he brought with him to the place that God had prepared. God had prepared a place for them. And all his seed he brought with him to the place that God had prepared for them. And of course, isn't that our desire? What is our desire? Our desire is that all our seed, all of our kids, all of our grandkids, and uh, those related would make the journey with us to the place of God's provision. Amen. And that is why it's so important to pray for our lost loved ones. Amen. Hey, uh, uh, we pray for our children. We want all of our children to go with us. We want all the grandchildren to go with us. Amen. Uh, we even want the cousins and nephews and all them to go too. Amen. Hey, we want everybody to get in. We want the whole family to get in. We want the whole family to make it to the place that God God has provided. Boy, that's a, that's a good verse to claim when you're thinking about praying for your loved ones. Lord, uh, you let Jacob take all of his uh, loved ones down there with him in the place that you provided. Lord, I want to see all my loved ones get in in the place that you provided. Lord, please, amen, work. I, I think about uh, uh, my, my, my sister, matter of fact, is on her way down here. She's supposed to show up tonight. Now, uh, I asked her a few years ago just to check with her. I said, I said, uh, uh, I asked my sister, I said, are you sure? that you're saved? I was talking about, are you sure that you've been saved? Well, she says, don't you remember uh, several years ago when you talked to me and uh, uh, you led me to the Lord? I said, well, I said, do you still have confidence in that? You weren't just saying that because I'm your brother or whatever. You know, I'm not just going to say, oh, well, did I? No, I, I want to make sure. Amen. I challenged her on it. So are you sure about that? Boy, I'd like to uh, see her. Amen. Uh, uh, Lord, uh, working her life afresh as well. But she has given testimony that she did get saved. But we we want to see all of our loved ones get in. And so Jacob begins his journey. 
And But notice here what happens in verse 1 of chapter 46. A great blessing takes here on the way to Egypt, on the journey. Notice verse 1. It says, And Israel took his journey, and Israel took his journey with all that he had, and came to Beersheba. And look what he did. He had a pit stop. He had a pit stop on the journey. And what did he do? And offered sacrifices unto the God of his father. Now think about all that is going on here. All that is going on here, right? He's got his, all of his children, and then they got all the cattle. No doubt there was a big uh, caravan uh, going on there. No doubt that there was excitement, amen, that he was finally, uh, uh, Lord willing, going to get to see uh, Joseph and, and, and look in his face again. But yet, as, as important as it was for him to see his son once again, he said, hey, even, even as much as my heart desires to look into the eyes of my son again, amen, there's something that I have to do even before I get to that place. And look at, look at what he, he does. He stops in Beersheba. Now, Beersheba means the place of the oath or the well of the oath. We see that in Genesis 21, 31, where it says, Wherefore he called the place Beersheba, because there they swear, both of them. Talking about uh, uh, Abraham making an oath there. But he, what did he do here? He stopped and he thanked the Lord. He stopped and he thanked the Lord. You see, we need to be aware of God's blessings. And despite our burdens and even despite the blessings... We need to take time to show thankfulness to God. No matter what's going on, hey, a lot was going on in Jacob's life right now with all the burdens, amen, that he was trying to figure out and all the blessings that were coming. There was a lot going on. But despite everything that was going on, he realized the importance that, hey, I still need to take time to show thankfulness to the Lord. So he goes down here to Beersheba which is at the, the tip uh, of Canaan, and uh, from Hebron to Beersheba, I guess was about 25, 30 miles. And as they traveled toward Egypt, when they came to Beersheba, uh, Jacob said, stop, amen? We got to stop here for a moment. Jacob was on a journey, no doubt again, very busy, no doubt very emotional at this time. No doubt he, he was stirred uh, very emotional during this time. He had a lot going on. But again, he took the time to stop and thank God for his provision, thank God for his protection, thank God for his presence, and more. You see, he stopped at the place of the oath. Amen. <laughs> hey, thank God. He, we have a place of the oath. That's Calvary for us. Amen. We have, that's where, amen, uh, the place of the oath. That's where at Calvary, where God made an oath to us. If you'll believe on my son, I'll save you. And that's where we made an oath. Lord, I believe on your son and got saved. Thank God we got a place of the oath in our life that we can kneel down, amen, and we can meet God there and take time to show thankfulness. So, uh, thankfulness is such an important part of the Christian life. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. 
Oh, my friend, whatever's going on in your life, whatever has been going in your life, I would say uh, now would be a good time. Hey, whether you feel like there's nothing but burdens in your life, or maybe you can say, hey, there's nothing but been, but been blessings in my life at this time. Either way, Today would be a good day, amen, to come back to the place of the oath, come back to the place of Calvary, amen, and say, this is where I made an oath to God. This is where I made a commitment to God, and I want to make sure that I take time to thank him. I like what it says in verse 2. So he stopped there, and he met with God, and he thanked God. And God said, spake unto Israel in the visions of the night, and he said, Jacob, Jacob, and he said, here am I. Well, I love whenever I see that statement in the Word of God. I love it in the Word of God whenever I see somebody say, yes, Lord. Well, you want to do a good study in the Word of God? Study the hair of my eyes. Amen. <laughs> Think of Isaiah 6, right, uh, in the Word of God. Maybe you get stu done studying dust, Sister Pam. Amen. You can go, you can go to that. And listen, here am I are the words that should easily flow from our lips. Whenever the Lord calls out and says, hey, I need a volunteer. Lord, count me in. Here am I. Boy, I'm sure we think of the Lord often. Now, if I say, hey, do you think of the Lord often? Oh, yeah, I think of the Lord all the time, man. I, I get up in the morning, I'm thinking about the Lord. I'm thinking about the Lord as I go throughout my day. And even as I close my, head, uh, uh, close my eyes at night and lay my head down, I'm thinking about the Lord. That's good. We should think of the Lord often. But here's the thing. We can think about the Lord without taking action. <laughs> think is easy. It, you know, it doesn't require action to think of the Lord. But stopping wagons, stopping a big caravan, having everybody dismount, amen, if you will, and then uh, preparing an altar, making a, a fresh altar, or if there's an altar there, restoring it. And then uh, preparing the sacrifice. You know what all that does? That requires action. You just can't do that through thinking. Amen? Uh, 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 when it comes to thinking, right, uh, it requires action. It requires time. It may even require inconvenience. I'm sure that wasn't convenient, amen, to stop all those wagons. I'm sure it wasn't uh, uh, convenient, uh, especially to have all the kids get off, right? Now they're going to be running around. I'm sure that wasn't convenient. Sometimes it requires inconvenience. But may I say this, moving from just thinking to actively thinking is a worthy activity, Amen. Moving from just thinking about the Lord, we do that all day, to actively thanking the Lord and making a serious preparation, I would say that is a worthy activity. So uh, uh, that, let's think about when is the last time we just, hey, thank God you're thinking about the Lord and as you go through the day and, and you can even uh, praise him in those things. But when was the last time you, you, you actively, consciously stopped, amen? And, 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 and it required some maybe inconvenience. It required setting aside some special time and, or going to a special place, not just to think about the Lord, but to take time to rightfully acknowledge the Lord and thank the Lord. Amen. It, even in the midst of burdens or even in the midst of a, a blessing. Because remember, the first thing we thank you for is simply just because who he is. 
And whether we're in the midst of burdens or in the midst of blessings, amen, he's still the same person. He still has the same attributes and he's still worthy of thankfulness and praise. No matter how heavy your heart be today or, or no matter how blessed you feel today, amen, God is worthy of your thankfulness. God is worthy of your praise. Take time, amen, to stop everything. Be still, it says, and know that I am God. Be still and take time to actively thank God. And if we'll, if we'll, if we'll take note of his blessings and we'll take time, uh, amen, to have a thankful heart, you know what? That'll help us, I believe, in the area of obedience, right? Obedience is the very best way to show that you believe, uh, the, little, the little song says. Remember, obedience is not just going through the motions of doing God's will, right? It's not just going through the motions of doing God's will, but a true obedience is delighting in God's will. Remember this morning we talked about how God delights in us. Well, we like that, don't we? Amen. Think about that. You bring joy to God's heart. Amen. God delights in you. Well, he wants us to delight in him as well. Now, God wasn't afraid to say, hey, you know what? I delight in you. Well, I hope you can say back to God, well, you know what? I delight in you. And I delight in being obedient to your will. Amen. I'm not just going through the motions. Am I here today just going through the motions or am I delighting in God as I'm in the house of God? Am I delighting in God when I sing those songs? Am I delighting in God when I join with my brothers and sisters in prayer and all that we do together in the house of God? Again, we saw this morning he delights in us and we should delight in him and his will. You see, because Jacob, because Israel, because he took time not just to think about the Lord, but to actively, consciously thank the Lord, what did God do? God gave him what he needed for that moment. God gave him what he needed for that moment, and God gave him what he needed to continue in that journey and continue to be obedient. Notice what God gave him in these verses. Going back to the beginning of Genesis 46. Now again, verse 42, right? He came and he thanked the Lord, verse 2, and God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night. Boy, what a beautiful thought again there. And said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here am I. And look at verse 3. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt. Look at that statement. For I will, be, I will there make thee a great nation. Notice that. Verse 4, I will go down with thee into Egypt. I will also surely bring thee up again. Notice that. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. So what do we see that God gave him as he met with him there? Because Jacob took the time, amen, to actively thank God. God gave him some things. One, he gave him courage. He gave him courage. Fear not to go down. Hey, you don't have to be afraid. During the journey, you don't have to be afraid. Hey, I am going to strengthen your heart. Fear not, Jacob. Amen. Hey, uh, don't worry about going down into Egypt. I'll, I'll give you the strength that you need. I'll give you the courage that you need during this journey. Not only did he give him the courage he needed, he gave him the assurance that he needed for this journey and where he was going. He said, I will make of thee. I will make it. Hey, I want to assure you, 
Amen. Because you took time, amen, to acknowledge me. I'm going to take time to acknowledge you and I'm going to give you some things. I'm going to give you the assurance that I'm sending down you there. I'm sending you there with a purpose to accomplish something mightily through your life. Amen. God has given us a mission and he's given us a mission and he has a purpose in that. Right. I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Is that uh, Jeremiah 29, 11? Something like that. Did I, get, did I get that right? Somebody, Sister McLean, did I get that right? Somewhere along those lines. Right. Assurance. He says, listen, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to make of thee a great nation. I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to help you and I'm going to make something of you. That's what I'm going to do for you, Israel. And not only that, am I going to give you courage? Not only did he give him assurance, he gave him companionship. Listen, and I'm going to be with you the whole time. I will go down with you. I will bring thee up again. Right? Hey, well, he had already promised that to Abraham. Now he's passing it on uh, to Jacob. He said, look, your, your, your children are going to go into a strange land for 400 years, but I'll bring them back again. I'll bring them back to this place again. And so he already assured him that as you go down, hey, I'm glad you got all your seed with you. I'm glad you got your children and your grandchildren. You got the cattle and all those things. Amen. But I want you to know you got me with you too. Amen. <laughs> Listen, you got your seed with me and you're of my seed because I've saved you and I'm going with you. I offer you my companionship on this journey. And not only that, he also gave him his heart's desire. And what was his heart's desire? To see his son again. Look, look, at, look at the end of verse 4. I just think that's a beautiful statement. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. Boy, as I, as I read that, well, I think about loved ones that have gone before us. Boy, think about some uh, loved one that you have in heaven that you're going to see on the other side. And the thought, amen, that one day, they will put their hand upon your eye. Oh, they'll touch you again. They'll touch you again and say, oh, it's so good to see. Think about that when Joseph and Jacob are meeting. He said, Joseph's going to meet you and he's going to, he said, is that really you, dad? Is that really you, dad? Think about that loved one, amen, that you know in heaven one day they're going to turn around and they're going to, oh, is that really you? Yes, it's really me. We're together again. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thought that is of seeing that loved one that you've longed to see so long, amen, and to look them in the eye again and to, to touch them again and to have them touch you again. Boy, what, what a joy to look forward to. And that was no doubt that was his heart's desire. Psalm 37, 4 says this, delight thyself also in the Lord. Hey, you can't delight yourself in the Lord without having a thankful heart towards the Lord. Amen. Delight thyself in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Boy, that is exactly what he's doing with uh, Jacob here. He has given him the desire of his heart to see Joseph once again, to look him in the eyes once again. Thank God. Glorious day that will be. For years, as far as Jacob knew, Joseph was dead. For years he had borne a heavy heart. But now they would meet again. They would look each other in the eyes again. They would touch each other once again. Boy, aren't you glad, amen, that you, boy, you, you know loved ones that have gone before you and they're saved despite the burden. Boy, for years, Jacob had to carry that burden. But now that burden was being turned into blessing as he would see his son again. Think about that. You're carrying that burden right now. But one day that burden is going to be turned into blessing, amen, when you turn around and you see that loved one again. Boy, the joy of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Glorious day when we see our loved ones again in that place that God has provided. 
Notice again there. So listen, if we know that God is blessing our lives, then we should obey him. We may be thankful to him, but we must also be obedient to him. If we are truly thankful for his blessings, it will make a difference in the way we live. It will make a difference in the way we live. If we, if we pay attention, not just the burdens, but if we look past that and see the blessings, and amen, we take time to be thankful, and amen, we delightfully serve him, it'll make a difference in our lives. God desires for us to see his blessings, again, that we might have a grateful heart. He wants us to thank him and obey him. Our gratitude to God should bring about obedience in our life. What a, what a, what a wonderful, wonderful thought that is. So as you go out, amen, this week, look for the blessings and the goodness of God in your life. Take time consciously take time. Amen. Oh, listen, you you, got to consciously take time. You've got to actively take time to actively thank God for his goodness in your life. Take time to express your thanks to the Lord for his blessings upon you. See, amen, show that you're truly grateful to God and that you want to live a life. Here am I, Lord. Boy, just just wake up in the morning. That'd be a good way to start day. Here am I, Lord. Amen. Whatever you have for me this day, here am I to be your servant for this day. So I encourage you, whatever might be going in in your life right now, again, don't overlook the blessings. Delight to be obedient. And again, take time to actively make the effort to give thanks. Boy, he, he, he made that, he made that every, he said, listen, boy, you look back and man, that caravan was probably as far as his, I could see right there. You imagine that, uh, that there was what, 70 something people. And then uh, all the provision for that and all the wagons for that. But he said, Hey, Listen, despite what, we're going to stop. Amen. Whatever, whatever we got to do, we're going to stop and we are going to take, it's worth to take, no matter what's going on, despite it, it's worth to take the time to consciously and actively thank the Lord at this time. Amen. With everything going on. Boy, I pray that you'll, you'll do that. Amen. If you, you come tonight or, but Lord, take some time, whether it's tonight or this week, and say, despite everything going on, despite everything that everything on the news, uh, everything within and everything without, amen, I am going to show actively thank the Lord and let him know, amen, I appreciate his good hand upon my life. Let's pray.